0: And when COVID broke last year, people were calling it a health crisis. By August, I knew it was a fraud vaccine crisis. And now is the time to take on the fraud within CDC, NIH. They're going to do
1: the cabal, as I call it, where they actually use human beings as guinea pigs for vaccinations. So. Yeah, I'm with Stephanie DeGraff, who has a story to tell regarding uh, a vaccine injury. I'm going to let her give her overview of what happened uh, to her daughter, I believe, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. ask questions from there. Thank you for joining us, Stephanie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so this, my daughter, I don't know where you want me to start. Um, oh, that's fine. Just, just give an overview.
1: Of, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're from Ohio, my husband and I, and we have three kids, mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati and, uh, all three of our kids were in the Pfizer vaccine trial for, um, 12 to 15 year olds. I think it was 12 that they, they, they kind of tacked on the 16 to 17 year olds, but they, that got approved earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out about it from a friend who was in the trial, like the first phase of the Pfizer trial, and it was at Cincinnati Children's. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think of where to to start. Um, so she was in the trial. She was in the trial, and then her son also ended up being in the trial who's friends with my um, middle son who's 14 years old Lucas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he had found out about it and I mean for him you know there was a, a small monetary thing that they paid was, right. not not a ton of money I mean but for a 14 year old you know sure, going and sure. just having blood drawn plus he gets a potentially gets a vaccine that's going to make him not have to wear masks back then that's the thought and right. protect him So that's why we agreed. Mm -hmm. I guess I should preface that with my husband and I also volunteered and we were supposed to be in the AstraZeneca trial, but that ended up Mm -hmm. getting stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, So it wasn't that we just put our kids in it. Our kids asked to be in it and we were trying to be in it as well because we we we're pro-vaccine, we pro-science and we we wanted to protect our kids and ourselves and everybody else. So Mm -hmm. go back to normal. So... um, For the first um, dose, Maddie had the typical reaction. She had a fever for about two days. It was not too high, maybe like one or two, one or three. Mm -hmm. And she had the headache, the muscle aches and pains, just the normal normal reaction, nothing Mm -hmm. out of the ordinary. Her arm did swell up, but nothing that we were like overly concerned about. So with her second vaccine, um, whenever she got it, she immediately had said that hurt way worse than mm. the first one. Um, so that was something different. And um, so she got it on the first one on December 30th. Second one was on um, January 21st. And, no, January 20th. And mm-hmm. she immediate. Uh, so there was around 4 o'clock p.m. whenever she got it. And then she came into our room in the middle of the night and said i don't feel right can i get in bed with you so my daughter was 12 at the time that's not Mm -hmm. something she typically does so she slept in between us um and she got up and she went to school because she's one of those kids that doesn't want to miss school right Um, by the time she got home she barely made it through the door put dropped Mm -hmm. her um, backpack on the ground and um, went straight into my husband's office and and just like lost it. So at that time um, so by then what was happening to her is she had severe abdominal pain, like lower Mm -hmm. abdominal pain. Um, Like it it was so bad. She was like hunching over. She Mm -hmm. also had what she's called like zapping or, um, electric shocks going up and down her spine Mm. um to her neck um she her heart was like beating and it hurt she said it she's like because my husband called me at work and and then she was in the background she's like my my heart hurts my heart hurts so bad she's like i feel like it's being ripped through my neck ripped out through my neck um Mm. her fingers and her toes were visually white if you touched them, they were ice cold and they were swollen, and she could mm. not even walk on her toes, like they hurt so bad. Um, she had a horrible headache. Um, she was nauseous. She, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's she just she was in bad shape. Yeah. Um, and and her arm where she had gotten the vaccine was completely um, numb. Um, so we called the vaccine line, um, that the number that we were supposed to call and they called back and they had said to go to the ER and they highly suggested that we go to Cincinnati children's ER because it would be easier for them to get the, um, just be able to access their charts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Plus like whenever you're in a trial, they say, if you're injured, you know, they'll pay for your medical expenses. Mm-hmm. So it'd be easier to like, just to, to take care of that. So um, we went to the ER and they ran just a normal blood panel, nothing crazy. They did do an an, ult- an ultrasound of her abdomen because they were checking mm-hmm. for appendicitis, um, which she did not have. Um, they couldn't find her appendix, which I guess means from what, what they said if, that, that, that there were no signs of it. it didn't matter right. if they could see it or not. Right. Right. Um, and they gave her an IV, they gave her some pain medicine, um, and the IV and the pain medicine and the, anti- and the nausea medicine made her feel a little bit better. So she was, you know, they felt stable and she felt, you know, a little, a little bit better, um, like good enough that she could go home
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she came home and probably within a couple of hours after that, it's like, she went right back to where she was. Mm. Um, so through all this, she developed additional um, symptoms, um, and I can go over those in a second. But she was b- between um, January twenty-first, well, January twentieth, and April 9th, She had been to the, she was a, went to the ER nine times, mm. and she um, had three hospital visits. The so one was three days. Second one was about a week, and the third one was um, about a month and a half. So she got out of the hospital the last time on um, June 1st and that she was in intensive rehab at the time. Um,
1: wow. So. Did she um, lose like motor function and she's yes. paralyzed?
0: It's yes. To some
1: extent, yeah.
0: So she got to the point and we don't know if something, so she had two MRIs with contrast. One was March 8th, um, which is, yeah, March 8th. The, that was, yes, March 8th. And she, I'm sorry, no, it wasn't. It was March 12th because it was a day before they submitted for the emergency, the EUA for the 12 yeah. to 15 year olds. It was literally the day before is when she, they did the MRI of her spine, mm-hmm. um, which came back normal. But mm-hmm. when she woke up, and, and it was an MRI with contrast, which I, I don't don't know if that had anything to do with it or what, but Mm -hmm. she woke up in worse shape. So -hmm. when she woke up from that, she completely could not walk at all. Like she, 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 at all. Um, Like she went to stand up, fell to the ground. She, they had Mm -hmm. to do a catheter on her because she couldn't go to the bathroom. Um, And then it it all went downhill from there. Um, So by that point, she could not feel from her waist um, down she still to this day cannot feel from her waist down, which mm. I don't, so she also can't, like she was, she can't feel the urge to go to the bathroom either, mm. any any type of going to the bathroom.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so she was able to, after the rehab, walk with a walker, um, but she still walked with an, like, like what they call an abnormal gait um, and, and she couldn't go long distances the reason they discharged her is she couldn't get to the point where she could walk without the walker, And part of the reason for that was just, she felt unsteady because she can't feel yeah. her legs and they feel really heavy. So I guess the way that you describe that is, you know, when your legs fall asleep, you can move your legs. They just feel like they weigh 900 pounds. Yeah, You can move them. It's just very difficult. So that's how yeah. she has been forever. Um,
1: Are they helping are, are the vaccine companies helping you financially or medically or anything?
0: We, um, so up until when she was admitted the third time, um, we just had our insurance covering everything right. and we re- we refused to pay any of the, um, the extra part to children's. Right. And right. then they ended up having us fill out paperwork for, um, I think it's called institutional Medicaid,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: which was approved right away, miraculously. Um, and mm-hmm. so our insurance and medicator who what are paying for all of the bills they pay for nothing
1: what about the vaccine? so the vaccine trial people running that trial don't are not paying anything
0: no i've mean, i've never even talked to pfizer they've never talked to us
1: have they contacted you or reached out no. or anything No. Have, nope. do they know they know about your daughter though i'm a...
0: uh, that's what we're being told um, by the um, the the trial doctor the the principal investigator robert frank mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we have email trails of him saying that. So, mm-hmm. um, I all I can do is assume that they do. Like, if you look in the right. EU in the EUA, she's the one in there that says the functional abdominal pain and the par paraphesia, par, I think I'm saying it right. Um, that's mm-hmm. Maddie. Like, I that is Maddie. That was her. Right. That's not nearly all of her symptoms. Right. Uh, it, that she's that she's having. She, I mean, she has memory issues, she mixes up words, she has tremors, she, um, at one point she was having, I, I don't know what, some type of seizure, um, up to 10 a day. Those have since subsided. Um, the mm-hmm. last one she had was May 21st, I think. Um,
1: do, do they know so, what's wrong? I mean, have they given you a diagnosis or anything?
0: So um, real quick, just one yeah. thing to add to it, and then I can yeah. tell you the diagnosis. So after yeah. her, sec- her second MRI, which was of her brain, um, she went back to being in a wheelchair. And that was mm-hmm. with contrast as well. We don't, once again, I don't know what happened. Uh, I, mm-hmm. My assumptions, but I'm not a doctor. So they're saying that it's functional neurologic disorder and, that, and they're blaming it on anxiety. Maddie mm-hmm. was never diagnosed with anxiety until after the vaccine. Like well after the vaccine, like two mm-hmm. months after it. So I don't understand how that is possible. She also went through the treatment for functional neurologic disorder, which is cognitive behavioral therapy and um, the physical therapy. She should have been able to walk out of that hospital
1: mm-hmm.
0: she, without a walker. Everybody else right. can through this program. They thought she would be in there for two weeks. She was in there for a month and a half, and she never got to the point where she could walk. And she it, it, she doesn't have anxiety either, if you saw her. I mean, yeah. she's not have anxiety. She doesn't.
1: Yeah. So Pfizer hasn't reached out to you and said, look, we hear you have a problem. We really no, want to help. No, Nothing.
0: never. They've never done anything. So one thing, like, so with the, the vaccines and stuff, they know that there are issues with blood clots and things like that. They haven't done half of the tests that are going to show would show anything. And I asked them to do the, the D dimmer because that'll mm-hmm. give, they never did it. And I asked again, just um, two days ago, and they said, no.
1: Hmm. This so, is the hospital or Medicaid? This or- is her
0: doctor. All of her doctors are at Cincinnati Children's, mm-hmm. all where the trial was held.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We thought she would have the best care there. Um, mm. Basically they control everything there. We are now Look, we're we're talking, getting second opinions, several, right, right, um, right, But when she because she was in the trial, um, it's a lot of doctors don't want to, sure, be involved in it, which is creating a huge challenge for us. All right. Um, so, but we found some that are.
1: Is there anything else you want the world to know?
0: They, yeah, they, they. they these trials, they did not tell the truth. Mm-hmm. There's more that happened there, there is to her. And, and they, you, I mean, for me, I thought if I, there's a remote chance that something could happen to her, but if it did in my mind, if she was in a trial and I, once again, I didn't think anything would happen to her, that she would be in the best care and they would do everything to figure out what is happening. Mm-hmm. They basically diagnosed her. I, 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 the functional neurologic disorder stuff was in her charts before they even did a, an MRI of her spine. Wow. And they did the MRI of her spine way later than when they, like if anything was going to show up, it would have been earlier. Like, mm-hmm. so, and they didn't do the tests that they were supposed to do. She had blood in her urine. She, oh, her menstrual cycle was messed up. Like, and like mm-hmm. all kinds of other stuff happened to her. None of those things are in that. None of them are in the EUA that they submitted wow. and they're saying that it had nothing to do with the vaccine this all happened in less than 12 hours she started having issues actually right when they gave her the, the vaccine right when they gave it to her the second one she had an immediate reaction with the pain Right. so it's they, they're not telling the truth and it's not right Like there is no informed consent for people that's mm. why people this keeps happening to people and people are caught off guard and it's not right. right. They haven't figured out why this happened to her. There's no way, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that this is happening to. How is it possible that all these people um, have the exact same symptoms and everybody's getting different diagnoses? Like, not all, I mean, a lot of them, unfortunately, are getting the functional neurologic disorder. How is that possible? Like, and none of these people had anxiety before, including Maddie. So, I just. They need to do more research.
1: that's very powerful, Stephanie. Um, do you have anything else before I, we end this? Um, sorry to upset you.
0: No, no, you're not. No, I'm just trying to think of, I mean, it's like I said, there's, there's so many things that have happened to her. I I guess my, my last point is she's in a wheelchair. She has an NG tube. She can't eat. Mm -hmm. She, She can't eat normal food. She's constantly in pain in her stomach. Um, and her life is completely different. She's positive. Yeah. I don't even know how. but
1: Wow, good for her.
0: It's Yeah. So, I mean, it's, she missed all of her second half of the year of school last year. Now yeah. she's going back to school part-time. Like, mm. this has completely changed her life. She did something for everybody, you know, the right, right thing. And the right thing was she was not paid back. Instead, wow. she was gaslighted and not taken care of.
1: Well, thank you very much for doing this, Stephanie. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. I'll get this to Christine, and um, we'll go from there, and she'll reach out if, if we need more. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye.